tablet. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversations received by the tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. And again, we welcome Jack Peffley, Northern California evangelist, to our small church here. He's kind enough to come and be with us for almost a month. Jack, you're more than welcome. I can't put it in words. Thank you so much. Go ahead. Jack will let me say one or two more things. You've all gotten the um, advertisements for the upcoming meetings, I think, in the mail. If you haven't, we have extra copies. This beautiful thing unfolds here to the whole dimension of what he's going to be talking about from the Bible and the Bible alone. Also, in this week's paper, did you see the paper? You didn't notice we had a kind of a small ad in there this week. Um, what it says is Jack Peffley returns to Fort Bragg presenting amazing facts, studies in Daniel and Revelation from the Bible. Location, Town Hall, corner of Main Street and Laurel Street, starting September 17, 2012 at 7 p.m. That's his coming Monday night. So you're all welcome, of course. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> well, it's a good morning, yes? <laughs> I was uh, glad to be able to uh, have Dean tell me we have visitors who haven't came before. And my prayer was at the time, I said, well, I hope my message is okay. Really, I brought the message this morning for the church. Okay, But I do want to say this, it's really interesting. The message really comes from other Christian churches. Other Christian churches have been faster, quicker, and more to the point of a problem that is facing Christianity than our Seventh-day Adventist church. Many of our people in our Seventh-day Adventist church are already been aware of the problem. So speaking from that part, I'm speaking for all Christendom this morning, okay? We have a problem within Christendom that if we don't understand it, we will be deceived. It is that simple. Let's just have a word of prayer for one second. Father, thank you for the privilege to stand before your people. May your Holy Spirit guide and direct our thoughts and my words. For I ask it in Jesus' name, amen. We are fortunate within our church to have had someone that uh, uh, was given warnings and also um, work instructions to the church. And uh, there is a grave uh, effort to be able to do away with them. And uh, I want to turn with you in your Bibles to 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 
1 Timothy chapter 4, and I want to begin with verse 1. 1 Timothy 4, verse 1. Now the Spirit expressly says, in latter times, is that us? Some will depart from the faith. Now you've got to remember something. The Bible was written for church members. Hello. This is talking to us, not to the world. Some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. And in verse 16 it says, Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this you will save both yourself and those who hear you. That's a powerful scripture. Hang on to what you've learned in the past. What you've had in the past is truth. You know, the gospel was given to each and every person, and the gospel is Jesus Christ. That needs to be the center of all of our subjects. It needs to be the center of everything we talk to people about. You know, and I, I love my sister back here who made the comment of the sadness of this lady that is going to be going over to a Baptist church. Let me tell you something. See, God's bigger than our plans. See, when I hear what you said, what you said was, God says, wait a minute, I love this sister like you do even more, but I'd like to save her husband too. Okay? And there's only one way to eat an elephant. That's one bite at a time. Amen? I want you to know something. For her husband to agree to go to a Baptist church is a major step in the right direction. Hello? And so as a result... Listen, God's got bigger plans than we do. So take courage that Pat wants to go. And listen, she'll never forget what she's learned already. Believe me. And when he's ready, he'll learn it too. Okay? We've got to keep in mind we are not the Holy Spirit. We're only instruments. And God uses things to reach people that's unbelievable. Last night I was listening to um, Jim Gilley and uh, David Lahr, who is from Central Conference, and the young man who works in the GLOW program. How many have heard of the GLOW program? All right. It's simply a little track. Doesn't have a whole lot of information, got some. You should hear some of the stories that comes back from that. And you know, in reality, it was a little bit of a rebuke to me is that there are so many times that I meet so many people and we are told that it's by the spreading of the gospel that this work will be finished. And a matter of fact, we were told in one place that she was shown that the light going around the world in helping the last angel to tell people that it says it will lighten the whole world 
is through literature, not preaching. So, you ought to hear some of the stories. It's phenomenal. You want to be able to witness for the Lord? Get some of them little glow things. One of them that's really striking a lot of people is, does the Lord really know how bad I'm hurting? Uh, One lady left one of these, and uh, no guy came along, called the deal, wanted to know how he could get a bunch more of these. He was a chaplain in four different hospitals, and he had read it, and this will help more of his people than anything, and so he bought several thousand himself. You never know where it's going to go, okay? We were warned about this doctrine of the devil that came in originally back with Dr. Kellogg. Some of you may know about Dr. Kellogg. Some of you may not. Dr. Kellogg was really famous back in the early 1800s. He became uh, well-known because of the Battle Creek Sanitarium, and people from all over the world came there to be healed. The problem that Dr. Kellogg got into, and he wrote a book called The Living Temple. What it basically was about was pantheism or pantheism, okay? Either God is in all of us or God is in everything. Are you with me? And a statement was made in a book called Early Writings, page 53. The living temple contains the alpha of these theories. I know that the omega will follow in a little while, and I tremble for our people. What did she call what Dr. Kellogg introduced into the church? The beginning. The beginning. And what was it? Trying to figure out the personality of God or where the personality of God was or where the person of God is. Now this is major stuff, folks. You name a ministry today that is popular, big, and growing... And this is in it. This is in it. And this is why many of the other Christian churches have looked at this stuff and taken a real deep look and they have discovered what is going on and they are publishing books. Lighthouse Ministry, maybe some of you heard of it. They're publishing books about this problem within Christianity. What are we talking about? Keywords, emerging church. Her debt? Spiritual formation. Contemplating prayer. The silence. Now, this is nothing but old age paganism once more coming around. It was called Baalism in the Bible, folks. And that is, God is in everything. God is everywhere. God is in you. And you can become God. Does that sound familiar? I think we go back to Genesis, we discover that, isn't it? And so, nothing new, nothing is new under the sun. The only difference is, Satan has had 6,000 years 
of experience dealing with people. And his superior knowledge is far beyond ours. You cannot match wits with the devil without God's word. I'll just tell you that in advance. I don't care what you're doing. The devil will outsmart you. Many, many good people today are falling into this trap and going along with it. And folks, it's coming faster and faster and faster. In manuscript releases, how bad was it? Volume 6, page 373. I think we should consider the problem. If there are those who do not want to send their children to our schools, which preparation is given for future eternal life? To learn the alpha of how they should conduct themselves for the omega, the end, then they can take their children and put them where they please. Manuscript releases. Here, Ellen is advocating not sending our children to an Adventist school who is teaching what? Doctrines of the devil. And the most popular school back then was, guess what? Dr. Kellogg's school. But in the professors to go along with Dr. Kellogg were teaching this idea of where God was, who God is, and and all of these things. And with reality, we need to understand, well, I think she puts it like this. I knew that, the mo- that I must warn our brothers and sisters not to enter into a controversy over the presence and personality of God. Selected Message, Volume 1, page 203. Let me tell you, it's right within the Seventh-day Adventist church, folks. There are people who are learning this and they seem to be more spirituality, and you will talk with them, and they'll want to convince you of how to get in touch with God. She said, don't even enter into the controversy. Don't stay away from it. The Omega will follow, and will be received by those who are not willing to heed the warnings God has given Selected Message, Volume 1, page 200. She doesn't say maybe. She says it will. What's happening right now today when we look at it? How many of you know Chuck Swindoll? And I'm only going to quote one this morning because if I start quoting all of these, we won't have time to do anything, okay? Chuck Swindoll says this. I do not believe that anyone can ever become a deeper person without the stillness and silent. Okay? Now this is speaking of contemplating prayer and reaching a point of silence. You know, do you understand what they're talking about? Some people don't even understand it. Listen, in the old mantras, prayer beads, that came from Hinduism, it came from Buddhism, are you with me? And, of course, it was introduced into the church way back by, you know, a fellow by the name of Loyal. And uh, Ignatius brought it into the church. 
And of course, you by counting the prayer beads, you can reach the point of silence. Now, they had, of course, mantras that they recited with this. That's when you take a word or two words and you repeat it over and over and over and over and over and over until the only thing in your mind is nothing. Now, what's changed? Nothing. Other than the mantra will have Christian words. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Over and over and over and over. They're just taking Christian words and repeating it. What's the point? To get to where your mind is concentrating on nothing. And it is at this point they tell you God will be able to speak to you. And then you'll be able to hear him. It's in the silence that God can be able to really communicate with you. And they even take verses out of the Bible and try to misapply them in relationship to Jesus. You know, Jesus went off by himself in prayer, you know. But we have recorded those prayers. They didn't sound silent to me. He wasn't repeating his father's name over and over and over. Okay? And you cannot apply these things this way. But they try to be able to do it. And so this kind of contemplative prayer, it is designed to lead you into mystic meditation. Does the Bible talk about meditation? Of course. Does it talk about doing something over and over and over? No, a matter of fact, it says, please don't be get into this vain repetition like the pagans. We are to contemplate and, and meditate on God, filling our mind with his word, with his son. Does that make sense? The two are at two opposite ends. But these great mega churches are growing faster and faster and faster. And we're sending people, you know, I can remember back into the 90s, we sent lots of people to go to one of the churches, I'm not going to mention it, to learn what they're doing so we'd know how to grow. I'll never forget, up at Leone Meadows, we were listening to someone from the union, I'm not going to make any comment about who it was and he was talking about all this and blah 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 and I was sitting there listening finally I raised my hand and I said where do we find in the Bible or even in the spirit of prophecy to go to someone who's in darkness to learn how to do what we should do in lightness and of course I was politely put off you know folks were told that I want to read this statement to you. Now, I read Swindoll's, right? Here's one from an Adventist pastor. Now, this was published in Church Congregation Increased Focus on Spiritual Formation in Adventist News Network, February 3rd, 2004. Okay? Without spiritual formation, a person would be spiritually uncivilized. It is the progress by which we can go from being spiritual infants to spiritual maternity, uh, maturity. Professor in the Adventist church. It's coming, folks, and we're seeing it. And, and 
I was at camp meeting. Maybe some of you remember one morning. I didn't even have intentions to really say anything about it. But I had several people come up and tell me, we're getting involved in the emerging church program. Little do they know, it has a great spiritual appearance. Are you hearing me? And the people that are involved in this appear to be becoming more spiritual. A matter of fact, this one. If God has any new light to communicate, let his chosen and beloved understand it without going to their minds to be enlightened by those who are in darkness and error. Early writings, 124. But it also says, a new organization will be established within the church. Books of the new order will be written. A system of intelligent philosophy will be introduced. The founders of this system will go into the cities and do a wonderful work. The Sabbath, of course, would be lightly regarded as also the God who created it. Nothing would be allowed to stand in the way of this new movement. Collected Message, Volume 1, page 204. Do you think this is serious? It is definitely serious, folks. And so when someone's coming to you and, and telling you about these things, listen, don't even touch the stove, it'll burn you. Hello? Did your mama tell you that? I won't ask how many of you touched the stove. And it did burn, didn't it? Please pay that attention. Don't mess with this stuff. It's stronger than you. Psalms, chapter 1, birth 1. We find here, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law he meditates day and night. Wow. The Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Understand something. We know, we've been preaching it for years, that the world is going to combine together. Through religion, hello. Okay? They're all going to become one, and everyone is going to worship the beast. We all know that, right? I don't know about you guys, but I, I got to thinking, how in the world do you get a Muslim <laughs> to worship together with a Christian without using a bullet? Hello? I know I'm the only one who ever thinks this way. But I'm telling you through spiritualism, through the appearance of the Queen of Heaven, known better in Christianity, in the Catholic Church, as the Blessed Mother is appearing daily to these people and rallying them together. And they have had this form of meditation for years and years. And many of them can report the fact of getting to the silence where they've actually heard God talking to them. And if this voice tells them unite, do you understand? 
we're told that there will be an overmastering deception. Folks, it's sweeping Christianity today. I, I'm just so sorry that, that uh, our church isn't in the lead, but I'm so thankful that other Christian churches are taking the initiative to stand up against this thing, folks. There's a book. I tried to get enough for everybody. I couldn't. They didn't have it. They're going to get in me some more. But it's called The Omega. Every Seventh-day Adventist ought to read it. I'm telling you. You need to know what's in this book. I've got about four of them with me. You'll have to see Ia to get one. Okay? Um, You know, I'm not going to make them public at the meeting. So if you want one, you'll have to go tell her you want one. But everybody ought to read it. It is something that is very important. Satan wants to do whatever he can do to get us to look to someplace else. And this has all of the appearance, okay, of being godly. What was Eve's problem? She listened to the devil. What is happening to thousands upon thousands of people? Without even knowing it, they're listening to the devil. He's convincing them he's God. It's real to them. If any of you have ever met any of them or or met some of them, let me tell you, they're on fire. Okay? That's right. They're opposed, you know, to those of us who wish to remain infant Christians, as they refer to us. But this emerging church, this contemplating fair, uh, prayer, s- spiritual formation, and the silence, stay away from it. We cannot even begin to compete with the devil. And if you venture on his ground... You will lose. Some of you have wonderful stories how the Lord has guided you and directed you and your family. And step by step you've learned things. Hang on what you learn. The Bible says stay steadfast in the doctrine of the Bible. Everything you believe should be based on the Bible. Okay? You know, we're not saved by a day. Hello? There's a lot of people out there that are faithfully keeping Sunday. They believe it to be right. And they're not going to be lost because of Sunday. Hello? And we're not going to be saved because of Saturday. Well, then why do we even make it an issue? Well, Jesus said, I am the way, follow me. And my Bible says Jesus had a habit of going to church on Saturday, reading his Bible. Hello? If Jesus is the way to heaven and Jesus said, follow me, then listen, folks, take what you believe from here and keep your eyes on Jesus and you can never go wrong. It's that simple. Never can you go wrong. Because Jesus only leads to life. And some of you pathfinders, be patient with people who are still on the path. 
You may think you've arrived. God bless you. But be patient with the ones that are still on the path, okay? And just do what you can to help them, encourage them to move forward. Let's pray together. Can we do that? Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.